Hey everyone, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. And this is a very special podcast that we want to share with you uh, that is based on a, a topic that uh, we are hearing a lot about, getting a lot of buzz about, mentoring. Uh, and what I want you to know is uh, we all need mentors in our life. We all need people who will pour into us. Uh, in the, T, uh, the ESPN series called The Last Dance, which is the story of the Chicago Bulls, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, there's a point in the, in the Last Dance in that documentary where they go into the fact that uh, Michael Jordan always had his father as a mentor, always had his father's wisdom, and then his uh, father was murdered. Uh, and they go through the pain, they go through the heartache, the brokenness, but what they end up showing in a powerful way in this documentary is how even Michael Jordan, the best basketball player in the world at that time and maybe ever, uh, can incredibly successful, he needed an older voice and he knew it. See, I was so intrigued with the emotion when he talked about that, the emotion of saying, I need an older man. I need an older voice. And so when he begins to bring that out, uh, he ends up discovering a man that he can turn to. His name is Gus. He's a retired police officer and he becomes one of the heads of his security team. But you see the relationship develop between Michael Jordan and Gus. Guess what, guys? You need a Gus. You need a Gus, you need an older man, an older voice who listens, who cares, who's been there, who's made mistakes, who's got it right. You need that, you need that. And so uh, we are very intrigued when we were talking with Drew Brees and I was gonna ask him about that, but when he and I were talking, he actually started bringing it up before I could get there. And he kept talking about the mentors in his life that meant everything, the mentors in his life that he turns to, the mentors in his life that actually were his Gus's because we talk about that. So before we dive back in, what I want you to do is, is let's go back to my conversation with Drew and I want you to hear what Drew said, just pouring out his heart on how important mentors are. Like a lot of people watch The Last Dance, you know, the whole Chicago Bulls thing. And I was Absolutely. very intrigued when Michael Jordan, uh, you know, after he lost his father, said that he began to look for another older man to speak into his life. Um, do you look for those older guys today? Um, yes. You're talking about Gus, right? Yeah, Gus, uh, yeah that's exactly, guy, yeah. Right? right yeah. um yeah a absolutely listen i I'm, I'm i still have my father um uh, you know both my grandfathers have passed and, and they were very influential in my life um i still have so many coaches and mentors that i reach out to literally on a daily basis as it pertains to a lot of different things um, for guidance for wisdom um i've got spiritual mentors um, you know, pastors and chaplains and those that I've been able to develop relationships with over the last 20 years that still guide me um, in my spiritual walk. So I would say I have I have mentors for a lot of different things. And, and that's a great thing. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, I think they're molding me to be a mentor for others. Um, and so I take that responsibility very seriously. Um, I'm always, um, I guess, so, somewhat um, humbled when I have maybe a young quarterback or a young man reach out to me directly and, and basically ask me to be a mentor for them. And, and it's a bit of this realization that, you know, we all have that ability and that um, we're simply passing on the wisdom that's been given to us. 
Yeah, which I think is so important. And plus, I don't know about you, but whenever I teach someone else, I learn more. Absolutely. Well, it, it, it reemphasizes to you. I, yeah. I think when, 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 you, when you become a teacher, um, I think you think that much more thoroughly through the things that you're saying, yeah. right? It's one thing for you to hear it. It's another thing for you to then teach it to somebody else because then that really becomes uh, you know, who you are in your character. Okay, so you see what Drew was saying, and do you see, if you could watch him, if you could see his facial expression, if, if you could have been in uh, the mo midst of hearing him, even the tone of his voice, it was so important to him uh, that he had men who could speak into his life and help him, who could guide him, who could lift him up, and then he learned the joy of giving that back to others. Matter of fact, when he talked about the idea that when a young quarterback asked for him to mentor him, how much that means to him. And by the way, uh, if you're someone right now in life who's maybe middle-aged, uh, there are guys younger than you that you can mentor and guys older than you that you can mentor you. And so this is something that is not uh, a luxury. It is a real need. Uh, in Proverbs 11, verse 14, it says, without wise leadership, a nation falls where there is a safety in having many advisors. There is safety in having many advisors. And so over and over, the Bible warns us not to go without wise counsel, but it actually talks about the incredible value of having wise counsel. Uh, when you read the Bible, you see that um, David uh, um, had Samuel. You see that a uh, Elisha had Elijah. Uh, you see that, that people had that need in their life for someone to pour into them. So Paul right away got a Timothy that he could pour into, and Timothy needed Paul. Well, in my life, I've needed mentors too. And I was blessed to have more than one person who could mentor me. My dad was an amazing mentor who taught me life and taught me righteousness. Kind of wild, my dad wasn't even a Christian. And uh, he taught me the value of righteousness and being a righteous man. And then my dad became a Christian, was even better at that. And, uh, but, but he taught me so much about how to love my wife because he loved my mom. How to be there for our family because he was there for our family. About how when you get married, you want your marriage to last. And so all those things that my dad did were so meaningful to me. And then later on, God brought a man, a, a pastor of Crossroads, uh, Tim Coop, Pastor Tim Coop into my life. And, and he taught me so many things about being a man of God and, and being a, a man of the word of God and studying God's word. Matter of fact, the way I study God's word today comes from teachings that Tim gave me and showed me. Um, I'll never forget, I, I wrote out my very first sermon and brought it to Tim. He was kind enough to sit and, and read the notes and, and let me tell about it. <laughs> and you know what he did? He goes, this is not even close to what the Bible's teaching. <laughs> and he said, there's a better way, Chuck. And he guided me in it. And uh, whether you agree or not, I'll tell you, I really believe that God showed him or had him show me how to preach God's word in a way that's accurate to God's word. And then he taught me leadership. And then I, I had John Samples teach me how to be a, 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 another man in my life, tell me how to love your wife and make her feel cherished and special. And Pam and I talk to this day about how she can see in me John Samples at times. It's a huge compliment. And uh, then Floyd Strader taught me leadership, especially in tough times. Uh, and so all those names may not be meaningful to you and probably aren't. They are to me, 
They are to my sons, whether they know their names or not. They are to my staff, whether they know their names or not. Um, because those men made a difference in my life. So we all need that. We need that person. But uh, I started thinking about something I want you to think about. If I were to go back in time and talk to the 35-year-old me, what would I say to him? What would I say to a 35-year-old me? And uh, let me give you just the beginning of that. And then I want to tell you why it's only the beginning in a minute. So before I tell you why there's not an end, let me tell you the first thing I'd say. I would, a guy in his 60s, sit down with a 35-year-old me and say, hey, you know what's going to matter the most to you than, more than anything? You have a solid faith in God. Your relationship needs to be real and it needs to be growing. You need to make that the first priority of your life. Uh, hold Deuteronomy chapter 6 as uh, something you value and live by, where it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. These words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart. Make sure they're in your heart. Make sure you're living them out. Make sure that's who you are. So I'd look at 35-year-old me in my eye and I'd say, make sure you're right with God now because it's going to be meaningful to you five years from now, more than you know. Chuck, some painful times are coming and this is what's going to matter and it's what's going to matter most. There's some challenges coming your way that are going to almost break you. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I guess it's good we can't do that. How would you like the future you to come back and tell you, hey, you're about to go through things that you can't imagine and pain you didn't know you'd expect and heartbreak you didn't even know would be possible and it's all going to happen to you. <laughs> okay, that's not funny, is it? But I know now after going through all of those, what matters most is my walk with God, my love with God, that God loves me that God would strengthen me, that God would comfort me, that God would lift me up. And there wouldn't just be one time I'd need that, it'd be many. And uh, by the way, it's not just for the painful times, it was also for my wife, for my family. If I was gonna be strong with them and strong for them, I need, I needed at 35 to get it right. So when I got tested at 45, when I got tested at 46, when I went through, uh, uh, something so bad that I never thought, didn't think there was a way through or out that, that God would carry me through and get me out. And I would not have made it without him. But I did. And I not only survived, I thrived because of my walk with God. And God truly did what he said he would do in Romans 8, 28. He caused all things to work together for me for good because I love him and I live my life according to his purpose. And I would tell a 35-year-old me, hey, those words are true. Those words are true. Interestingly, Drew Brees said the same thing. Drew Brees said that every time he went through adversity, it got him closer to God. It made him stronger, but it drew him closer to God and then made him better on the other side. And he always knows that's the case. And, and he even said even what he's going through now, he sees God already working, already on his behalf, God moving. So I would tell that 35-year-old me, Every day you spend in the Word of God and you get the Word of God in you, you're going you're gonna to need that. And you're going to see how incredible that is. Every prayer you're praying and the prayers you pray with your family and your wife, you're going to need that. And, and you need to do it now and get, get good at it now for when the time comes. 
but God's real. God loves you. God cares about you. And it always starts with God. Love the Lord your God. Most love the Lord your God first. Love the God, Lord your God with everything you have within you, all your might and all your strength. That's what I'd tell a 35-year-old me. And if I was mentoring a 35-year-old guy, that's what I'd tell him. We can't go anywhere till you get that part right. And you make sure it's who you are, living it out completely. And so I would say that to him. The second thing I would say is this, be patient. You know, it doesn't seem like we value patience enough, but be patient. Make sure you're a patient man with your friends, with your wife, with your children, oh, with your children. Because I can promise you that fruit of the Holy Spirit of patience, the fact in 1 Corinthians 13, where it says love is patient, that I'd say to a 35-year-old me, hey, when you get my age, you're never going to regret the times you were patient. You're never going to be sorry for being patient. You're never going to be sad that you honored what it said in James, where it says this, you know, my beloved brethren, but let every man be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. You won't be sorry for one moment, one minute you practice that. And you'll look back and be glad you were patient with your kids, patient with your wife, patient with your friends. By the way, get ready. Patient with your pets. Patient with your pets. When I was about 35, I got really angry at a Cocker Spaniel we had because our Cocker Spaniel wrecked screen doors on a house we were renting. And I blew up. And uh, I was so mad at that dog. But I want to promise you this. It didn't, it did not get through to the dog. If you don't train the dog with love and kindness and correct him in the moment, it doesn't do any good. So obviously it did zero good for my dog, except scared my dog to death. But I remember turning around and seeing my two sons, the fear in their eyes, the tears, Pam looking and thinking, what are you doing? And almost ready to freak out. And um, that's in my memory, you guys, because that's a part of who I was then. That wasn't good for my kids. So I tell my 35-year-old me, don't be that guy. Don't be so intense. Definitely don't lose it physically. That would obviously go without saying, I would assume. Don't lash out. Don't blow things out of proportion. You start getting great at patience because you can be. You can be. You can be a patient, kind man. Now, it's going to take mentoring. It's going to take the word of God. It's going to take the filling and dwelling of the Holy Spirit. But boy, you'll never be sorry you're patient. You'll never be sorry for that. I was uh, golfing with my grandson just the other day, Liam. And uh, we had incredible heartfelt talks. And uh, as we're driving, um, I looked over and said, hey, Liam, have you ever been afraid of Papa? And he said, no. I said, do you ever think that I was disappointed in you? And he goes, no. And I said, so have I been patient with you, buddy? And he said, yeah, Papa, you always are. Now, there's times I've corrected him, times I've been firm with him. It's amazing to me today that I can be so more, much more patient with my grandchildren than I was with my children. So if you're 35, don't make that mistake. If you're 35, 
Work as hard as you can to make that change. And know this, patience gives you strength. Patience will lead to success. Patience will cause you to be a better man, a better father, a better husband, a better friend, a better person, a better Christian. That's what I'd say to that 35-year-old self. So you know what? Some of you guys need that mentoring. Some of you need that older voice. And if that's you, what we wanted you to do is have this podcast as an a introduction to mentoring. And what I want to ask you to do is text the word mentor to 69922, and we will help arrange for you to get with a godly, godly man who can begin mentoring you. We're asking it to be for an initial five session, so uh, it's not a long, long-term commitment. We'll just see where it goes from there. But we've got some amazing guys, amazing men, who would love to give you the benefit of a listening ear, of their wisdom from experience, uh, of giving you great advice and direction, of being willing to have you ask the questions, hey, what would you do if, of being the older voice? Michael Jordan needed it. King David needed that. Uh, Timothy needed that. I needed that. You need it. And we want it for you. So if you're ready, if you're ready to begin the, the journey, if you're ready to take that first step beyond this introduction, text MENTOR to 69922. And you know what? We're going to get back to you. And we'll just see who God puts you with. But uh, it'll be awesome. So for all of you out there, I just want to say, I hope that you know that God loves you and he cares about you. And I want you to know we're never meant to walk the path of life alone. You need the older voice. I hope you get your Gus. <laughs> I love that. I hope you get your Gus. God bless you guys. Thank you.